Welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson number six for Thursday, December 20th. I'm going to be um, talking today um, about something extremely practical. Actually, I am not. The lesson brings it out. Uh, I'm just highlighting it and expanding a little bit more. And I have not forgotten that yesterday, as we were looking at those three illustrations of an immune system, uh, allergies, lupus, and AIDS, I didn't talk about AIDS. And I'm going to save that for tomorrow. Today, I want to talk about what the lesson actually does talk about, uh, this element of organizing for mission. And the lesson gives us a little insight from the scriptures in, you know, in the Greek. Uh, we enjoy it, um, but sometimes it can get a bit boring and dry. But this, this lesson gives us something extremely juicy, extremely practical. Uh, it says, Jesus' great commission to his disciples includes four key verbs. Go, make disciples, baptize, and teach. According to the Greek grammar of these verses, the main verb is to make disciples. And, um, you know, I, I told you earlier this week, those uh, three things that we were looking at as far as um, our identity, our belief and teachings. Today, I want to talk about this, the teaching part, teaching as Christ taught, um, because he made disciples and he made disciples by teaching them. How did, teach, how did Jesus uh, teach, right? Uh, Though we don't have, we will not go through the literal experience necessarily of Jesus going to the cross. Jesus taught how he taught because he had a deep conviction that he only had a limited amount of time to do this. And when he left, when he would no longer be here, he wanted to leave sufficient uh, replication of himself. He wanted to replicate himself in the hearts and minds of his disciples in such a way that they would continue as his representatives here on earth, of course, empowered by the Holy Spirit, but they would teach in the way that he taught himself. Um, and again, going with our theme of the body, the body like I told you, this, this uh, idea of the body just dominated every day this week. Uh, you will get new skin. You, you get new skin. The skin you have is not the same skin you had 10 years ago. Is brand new skin and you will have brand new skin uh, I forget what the rate is different organs uh, replace themselves at certain rates one of the ones that takes the longest to replace is your skeletal system bones but even that you get a new skeletal system every I forget if it was uh, more than a year a couple of years it would take for you to re a, a, replace your present skeletal system but every cell in your body that composes of every tissue uh, organ uh, system will get replaced eventually. It's only a matter of time before the cells that make up that organ die. And before they do, they have replicated themselves in other new cells. And I think that's the mindset that can make one of the experiences that we go as an institution on a yearly or bi-yearly basis called nominating committee. I mean, it's, it's a fun experience. It's what we make it to be, right? If it's, uh, oh, you know, we have to go to not, through NOMCOM again, then it will be that. But if we make it an exciting opportunity to um, ask the Lord to lead us, to put leaders, to, to figure out new people to mentor and disciple, it becomes exciting. Um, just like getting new skin, right? Um, I'm thinking about this nom nominating culture, nominating committee culture. Um, we have to guard ourselves 
from the temptation of saying, well, so-and-so has been doing this for such a long time. Um, let's assume he'll continue to. Or I myself saying, well, I've done this for such a long time. I'll continue doing this. Though it's not wrong, it's certainly appreciated. You're willing to commit, especially for the long haul, that you're not every two years or every year saying, well, I'm done. You know, it must be affirmed that individuals that have done something for a long time, thank you. Thank you. The culture, though, needs to, I think, include with that longevity, this idea that no matter how long you decide to do this, you won't be able to do it forever. Eventually, you will be stepping down because the health issues or whatever, you know, we, we still will experience that aspect. And when you need to step down, who have you prepared to take your place? Um, I want to read to you a verse. Uh, it's from 2 Timothy. It's easy to remember. It's all twos. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. 2, 2, well, 2, 2, 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. All you have to remember is Timothy. <laughs> the rest is just twos. 2 Timothy 2, 2. It, Timothy, uh, Paul tells Timothy, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. I memorized it in the New American Standard that says, The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trust these, the things you've heard me from me, and trust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Paul is exhibiting the healthy culture of the body. These cells know that no matter how healthy they are, they will die. Built within the DNA, is sin we die and before they die they are seeking to replicate themselves to create more of themselves thus what we talked about earlier in the week right that the cells replicate themselves correctly so that the following cells are healthy cooperative part of the body and not cancer cells um, the things which you have heard from me here's Paul teaching Paul's teaching these things in the presence of many witnesses. This is official apostolic teaching that he's received from Christ, that he's passing on. Those things which you have heard from me, entrust these things, these teachings, to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Do you see that? That's the nominating committee culture. That's the biblical nominating committee culture. Paul's not saying, man, the church is going to be sorry when I'm gone. <laughs> Paul is saying, I will be gone. And I don't want to be, feel sorry that I didn't leave someone capable of continuing to teach the things that I'm teaching right now. So Timothy, he was young, way younger than Paul. Timothy, what you have heard me teach others, you yourself teach others who will be able to teach others. You are part of this process of the Healthy Biblical Nominating Committee. If you're a Sabbath school teacher, you have an opportunity to prayerfully say, Lord, I've been asked to do this this year, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to grow. It's going to be exciting. Whatever department you've accepted. But this biblical nominating committee process it invites you to also adopt this into your prayer, Lord. Um, once I feel like I have a good grasp that I've learned why you called me to this, help me to find someone else that I can bring alongside me so that I can say to them the same thing that, that Paul said to Timothy. How you've seen me teach these, these kids, or how you've seen me teach the adults, or how you've seen me teach whomever. Um, do the same thing. 
And also, by the way, find other people, other faithful men or women, and teach them to teach others also. Entrust these things to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Model for them this idea of self-replication. I believe that that is the key to organizing missions. This is how we make disciples. We make disciples by making of others what we are ourselves. Before I do that, I need to make sure that what others imitate of me is me imitating Christ. That's what Paul says, right? Be, be imitators of me as I am an imitator of Christ. And that is not something that happens only when I engage discipling, only when I decide to be a mentor. That is a lifestyle. That is, this is who I am all the time, and this is who I want you to model yourself after. As a pastor, I carry a huge responsibility because whether I like it or not, because I am the pastor, people will do things based on what I do, no matter what the Bible says. They'll say, well, the pastor does it, so he must be okay. Or the pastor doesn't do it, so I shouldn't do it without, without ever going to the scriptures. Or they may say, I like the pastor, so because he's asked me not to do it, I won't do it. What if the pastor is asking you to do something that the Bible says you can? Or what if you feel the pastor is, you know, whatever. doesn't matter. Um, I carry a lot of influence, and so do you. You may not think you do, but so do you. New members, newly baptized members, they'll look to you. And in that sense, for us as a church, we have a responsibility, and we need to own this. Uh, a friend of mine from Bering Springs from Romania one time said, you know, you don't have influence when you choose to have influence. You always have influence. Is the kind of influence that we have that matters, that makes it a positive influence or a negative experience. But we are always influencing other people by the tenor of our conversations, by the, how we express our true values and priorities. That is an influence, whether we try to be one or not. So you don't have to be a pastor. All I've said is I have more influence. But you have influence too, and you may have more influence than you realize, especially when new members that are trying to understand how to live as a Christian look to you. They see the pastor. Well, I'm never going to be a pastor. I'm never going to be that. <laughs> but how do the rest of the regulars do Christian life? Do they really practice what the Bible says we ought to do? Do they truly believe what the Bible says we ought to believe? That answer will come from you. And God wants you to replicate in other Christians a Christ-centered Christian, a Christian that lives a Christian life. And that can only happen when you are in Christ, modeling yourself in His devotional life. You see, this whole lesson is beautiful, just tied in together. And I praise the Lord. I give Him the glory as I've asked Him, Lord, help me to express it in a way that will be simple and understandable. At least it is for me. I hope it is for you. And I hope that if you are, whatever position as a greeter, hospitality, personal ministries, no matter if you're just starting, already begin to adopt the idea of bringing someone along that, so that when you begin to learn how to think, make things work and how you figure out how to make it work good for the church, you will not now say, well, this is my ministry, this is my neck of the woods, but rather say, I want to bring someone else into this so that should ever something happen, I move away to another place, I, I get transferred to another church, someone will be ready to take my place. I want to replicate myself in someone else 
so that the church, my church, will always have all the resources it needs to carry its mission locally. This is the most practical way of organizing our church for mission. <laughs>